0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money saver tire and service deals today.
1: Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by.
2: Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: Yes, yes. Welcome into Balloon Party. Tim and Action Jackson Burkett with you here on the presentation. It is wonderful to be back here and talking it over with you. You are welcome to talk it over with us. Text in six five seven eight zero Air Comfort Service text line, and we welcome you to come on uh, come on board. Talk it over with us. Got a lot going on here. Action Jackson, fresh off the uh, the weekend, and a Jim Dandy yesterday afternoon. The rare one o'clock start at the Enterprise Center provided one of the best Blues wins in recent memory. Historical Blues win. The first time in Blues history they came back from down the last minute of regulation to win the game in regulation, a game in which the first couple of periods, they were fortunate they weren't down by much more than one. Jordan Binnington helping the cause just didn't look right Coming off a really good win. Uh, Did not look right. Dallas had come off a win, ending Pittsburgh's 10-game winning streak. And then here we go. To the dismay of the Stars, the Blues captain ties things up.
3: They pass towards the middle. It's blocked. Slashing penalty against the Stars. Blues shoot it wide. Rebound. They score! The captain has scored! Lose and tied the game one to one. 46 seconds to go in the third period.
0: What a great call. What a great call. He's so good. He is. We were so fortunate to have the caliber of broadcasters we have in St. Louis. Such a great call. Well, I'm happy at that point. I'm like, okay. Worst case scenario, stole a point. Fine. Didn't really feel like you deserved it. But then. 19 seconds later, 19 seconds later, here you go, history.
3: Into the far circle it goes, they center, they score!
0: Sounds like the playoffs. That's what it sounds like in the building. Yeah, Place was going handy. crazy because it's one of those games where you're kind of like, "Oh, well, it's, you know, let's see if something happens at the end, maybe they can get it." And so you're happy when they get the the goal to tie it, but then to win it 19 seconds later. I mean, it's a stretch in a sense, but there was that comeback against Winnipeg in game 5 of the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs, the first round. And with 15 seconds left, approximately give or take in the third period, Jaden Schwartz, uh, just beautiful and a signature moment in that run, even though, of course, you think about game seven with Maroon and you think about the kicked goal and Carlson and Thornton sitting up there all smug afterwards. And of course, take your pick of whatever the Bruins series. Um, but that was a big moment in the Blues run and it really boosted momentum. Uh, eh, we'll see what happens on this one. A few days off uh, in between now and taking on the Kraken. But that's a game where you get two points. I think if they would have gotten one, they would have felt like they stole it. To get two, even better. And this team just continues to find different ways to win. And that is a history-making win. Uh, now the Blues have a 12-game point streak at home. And they win it over the Stars by a score ...of 2-1. to one. Jordan Bennington keeps a minute for the first couple of periods, and then it took just 19 seconds after looking a little bit out of it for the first 40 minutes to get those two points. Stars not happy. Banty is all get-out with uh, what they felt like should have been a tripping call in the corner. Uh, and then the Blues get the slashing call and then go on the power play and they come back and they get the win. Stars unhappy. Their announcers unhappy. Their players unhappy. Their coaches unhappy. It does not matter. The Blues get it. If the shoe were on the other foot, I would be screaming about it. So I've got to admit my hypocrisy right here. But it was a, uh, a break for the Blues and a win that perhaps you would have never, ever seen coming uh you are welcome to text in to the presentation six five seven eight zero six five seven eight zero. uh guys i felt like i was watching a playoff game and the bar felt the same way uh that's from the 314 the blues remind me of the 1998 saint gabriel's basketball team thanks tim that's from fungo yeah i do i am going to do something tomorrow on the 1998 saint gabriel's basketball uh Seventh grade tournament. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be a little retrospective. Yeah. Uh, Tim, are you concerned these huge wins and momentum are coming too early in the season to make a good cup run? I am not. You know, because of the Olympic break with the Olympics that won't be taking place, we're just going to have a couple of weeks of nothingness in the month of February. And oh, so, yeah. Re- yeah, so the regular season won't be ending until the end of April. So we got months away. Usually, when the Stanley Cup playoffs get underway, Jackson. Mm. That's my happy place. Every year, I can think back to growing up on the south side in the 1980s, not turning the air conditioning on and watching Norris Division playoff games between the Blues and Blackhawks, windows open, sleeping on the floor in the living room, and watching playoff hockey and then you think about the Masters get underway, the NCAA tournament's getting wrapped up, and the Major League Baseball season's getting underway, and then you have four or five months of warmth. That, sir, that, sir, is my happy place. There's nothing better than Stanley Cup playoffs. And then you have the warm weather, the Masters, the baseball season, the NCAA tournament. That's my happy place. That's my peak synapses firing time. What about you, sir? I would imagine you love it because you're such a college basketball guy.
1: Yeah, the Masters is like right around when March Madness You get March Madness, which leads into the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs, which leads into golf and baseball. That right there and the weather, like you said, is warming up. That's really the time. But, like, March Madness into NBA and NHL playoffs is right where I get, like, I walk in and probably watch the most sports I watch all year.
0: Were you as happy as can be this weekend with your Fighting Tigers? Now, they're my Fighting Tigers, too, but uh, not nearly as into Missouri basketball as you are. So what a day for local college basketball fans on Saturday. Yeah. You had the Billikens and Iona getting together with Rick Patino and Travis Ford meeting for the fifth time and the Billikens with Fred Thatch with the putback. Yeah. Uh, sure. Just a great win thrilling all the way down to the final seconds. And then Missouri out of nowhere against roll Todd. Yep. Back-to-back years, they get Roll tied.
1: Yep, both and back-to-back years, Roll ties ranked in the mm-hmm. you know, 10 last year and 15 this year. 15 this year, this
0: year yeah. yeah. So, it, so, are, or, so what, how does that make you feel as a, as a Missouri fan? Because I bet there are some Missouri fans going, oh, maybe this means Konzo might stick around. I don't know. Well,
1: yeah, that's the first question that comes to mind. Um, and that's, you know, there's a large sample size at this point, so one game shouldn't, one way or the other, change your mind on things. But, you know, so it's basketball is weird like that like you'll catch a team on a bad day and a team on their best day and you might get a win but then they you know you look back they lost to kansas city and liberty and they'll probably have a couple more embarrassing losses this year so can't get too high can't get too low especially when it comes to college basketball but a great win nonetheless and great for kobe brown playing alabama he's from huntsville alabama to drop 30 points like that and really show himself as as a premier scorer in the sec it's it's cool to see.
0: Live by the three, die by the three. They lived by it, and Alabama died by it on Saturday afternoon in Columbia. Great win for the Billikens, and uh, so a rare local college basketball day with Missouri and St. Louis Hugh winning. Missouri uh, playing a role in that, not happening all that often as of late, but a shocking win for the Fighting Tigers on Saturday. NFL news this morning. Mike Zimmer, Matt Nagy, and Brian Flores all fired Zimmer and Nagy expected. Flores, surprising, at least from my standpoint. I was really buying into the Dolphins. I know that might sound a little odd, but they rattled off seven in a row. They were this weird team to take against the number because you're just like, well, who's on the Dolphins? And even if they were winning, you're going, who is Tua throwing the ball to outside of Waddle? I guess Gesicki. Parker was hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they went on this run and he lost his job. So that one catches off guard. Reports this morning, I see on the Twitter tweets uh, saying he, basically had a a relationship with Tua where they weren't even talking, Uh so that may have factored into it. Nagy, that one was expected. Mike Zimmer had been with Minnesota for a while. Uh, Thoughts uh, from Adam Schefter this morning and other NFL reporters that Brian Flores might be in the mix for other jobs around the league. Vic Fangio of the Denver Broncos fired yesterday following the Broncos losing in the final minutes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Drew Locke uh, put on a performance as far as running the football. Uh, Drew Locke, do you think he has a future in the NFL? We're both fighting Tiger fans. Do you see that happening, or do you think that he is going to just be holding on for backup jobs?
1: Yeah, I think the latter, but that you know, I don't think that's a bad way to go about having a career. Well, I
0: think he still thinks that he can be a starter.
1: Well, I think so many because of injuries and just... The, and that
0: he just didn't have a lot of offensive support around.
1: Him. Yeah, the turntables are going crazy. I think it's. I think every team wants a really solid backup, and it's, so it's a it's a valuable position. And you know, there's been quarterbacks who have taken over the spotlight, and I mean Kirk Cousins is an example. And there's a bunch of you know, Jimmy Garoppolo. You can find guys who, you know, were backups somewhere, and they work right in a certain system. So I think he'll have a, a career maybe more parallel to Gabbard and Daniel, where they'll be backups, but with a chance to maybe start somewhere.
0: So, uh, you see, uh, the the firings this morning, I would imagine you will see a couple of more uh, before the end of the day. It's just Black Monday in the NFL, and that is the nature of the beast. Uh, And now you have the playoffs with Super Wild Card taking place Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and the college football playoff championship taking place tonight. 70% of the money on Alabama. I thought it was 70% of the volume. It's about equal. It's both 70% of the money and 70% of the volume. Oh, so I thought the some money, with the because the number's gone back up to three, I thought the money was on Georgia. The volume was on Alabama. But as a matter of fact, it's both. And now I've been reading up on it that they think there is a chance that, that number drops to one and a half at kickoff. So yeah, I I'm, mean. I'm concerned because I feel like I, now in my mind, I feel like everybody's on Georgia but then i look at this and i'm going okay well maybe i'm missing something i just really think george is going to win like i really like it
1: yeah i think they're just the better team simple simple as that and i think defense especially in a game like this is going to be so crucial
0: i uh i know you that you were on the under in the first quarter that's your big play yep for the pick 6 podcast i'm 5 and 0 on the week yep and i would go 6 and 0 If uh, Georgia-Alabama goes under 62, it was part of a three-game teaser. That's why the number's at 62. The number is right now at 52, 52 52-and-a-half, depending on where you're looking. But uh, from my standpoint, uh, my thought process is the game script is Georgia's just going to grind, and they're going to be able to keep Alabama's offense in check. So therefore, the smart play right now would be to take Alabama in the over because I like Georgia and the under, and I'm square as can be. But I really do like Georgia. I really like Georgia. And you also had the stat last week, Jackson, mm. that in rematches, the team that won the first time has won 7, the team that lost the first time has won 15. There have been 22 yep. 7 and 15 the number. That's yep. the for the for the Alabama side for yeah. example. Alabama is on the
1: uh, back at the the worse end on that side, but you know, 7, I mean it's not like it's a you know, 20 and 2. It's 15 and 7, which is you know, material, but not anything crazy.
0: Bama all day. Hope you're right, though, Tim. But Saban is daddy. I'm with Jackson on that first quarter under. That's from Al, and he is in Dadeville. Saban is daddy. Now, Al in Dadeville is a Georgia fan.
1: Yeah, that's that's confusing
0: to me. Well, I mean, he. I have no problem with, you know, sometimes you go into, like when the Cardinals will play in the Dodgers. Yeah. Now, it was an anything-can-happen scenario. One game, anything can happen. But kind of was going into it going, well, eh, house money. But I'll tell you this, if I'm a Georgia fan, I think my team is pretty damn good. I guess maybe the thought process is it just doesn't matter. It's Nick Saban. It's Alabama. We are prepared for this. We haven't won a national championship since 1980, and we are just expecting to have our hearts broken. I guess Georgia fans have that mindset. I think tonight's their night. I really do. It's like with a, with a great degree of confidence. I told you to keep track of predictions on this presentation. Yep, I made one last week, and that is that the baseball season spring training will start late. I feel like that's such a that's a minus 400 ish play. With this one, let's track it. I will lay the three and Georgia. Yep. I want my I want my uh, predictions tracked on the presentation, just like in the podcast And on the pick six podcast now, I am 55 percent against the spread. I'm pretty thrilled about this thing. Yeah,
1: it's been a strong
0: year. 55% against the numbers, pretty good. Yeah, it's you- nothing. I-
1: shake a stick at.
0: These teasers do me well. All right, we will uh, take a break. Coming back, The Athletic has posed queries on the Major League Baseball work stoppage and what to do about fixing the game. I have those on the other side of the break, and I'm looking forward to going through them with the audience, too, uh, and you, Action Jackson, as uh, we discuss the state of the game and the work stoppage as there is talk of resuming conversations between the two sides here, perhaps as soon as this week. But the state of the game uh, MLB survey on the athletic we go through that on the other side of the break this is balloon party on 101 espn
2: we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn
0: welcome back to balloon party 101 espn tim mckernan action jackson with you here on the presentation feel free to get involved the Air Comfort Service text line 65780. Jackson, we haven't taken any mic drops.
1: I know. We need to take some.
0: Mic drops brought to you by Rhino Shield. So, this is the way 101ES PIN filters out the, the neer do callers. Is that what the deal with the mic drop is? Yeah,
1: I, I don't think I can get used to that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm only used to ne'er-do-wells. Yeah. Uh, personally, I'm a text inbox guy. Text line, text line, text line, text line. Uh, This uh, time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. It is 1022 on the presentation. Uh, Welcome to 101. First time catching your show. The first 20 minutes have me hooked. Jackson, that's a lie. That's a that's a, that's it's a, a, a satire. Yeah, it might
1: be my dad texting,
0: <laughs> Timmy. If this is, Mr. Burkett. Good morning, Timmy. If having you on 101 means we have to hear from Al, then you will have to go. Thanks. That comes from Gibby. I think you're confusing Big Al with Al from Dadeville. Two uh, separate teams uh how about saban's record against former assistants uh, that's in reference to our discussion earlier on the spread tonight and taking georgia uh yeah randy Carricker and i were talking about that when uh, i was coming in from doing tma this morning and he was wrapping up with uh, carriker and smallman and uh, he's on alabama and he goes i just can't i can't overlook the record against former assistants jimbo fisher yeah. the only one to snag him
1: yeah it's a, it's tough it's a tough call because you kind of want to. I really like Georgia. It's it's a cliche. I'm gonna have to
0: own this tomorrow morning. This text uh, line will be full of people. Yeah, I'm with rubbing you on it, it in my face if Alabama ships them. I really, like... I just th- if we, I just Georgia looked like Georgia defense 2021 colon LSU offense 2019. Let me repeat that, Jackson. Yes, please. Georgia defense 2021. Colon LSU offense 2019.
1: Listen, I think, yeah, if we were ever to see that game, if that somehow,
0: well, that would be wonderful. But my premise is the analogy, metaphor, nurse. So you're Either saying way. that
1: that the the greatness of LSU's offense is parallel to the greatness of Georgia's defense this year?
0: Yes, you are correct. Yeah, it's better than say a metaphor or analogy.
1: I'm I'm an astute
0: listener. No, you are. You're studious when it comes to the English language. Uh, Tim, is there any reason the show is called Balloon Party when there aren't any balloons? Great question. Uh, I'll revisit it, as I should. Uh, Balloon Party is something the late, great Joe Strauss, former columnist with the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, used to tweet out when he felt like the media in St. Louis was covering up for... What was an obvious story. So let's say the Cardinals lost 15 to 2, and then he would watch the Fox Sports at the time, Fox Sports Midwest postgame show, and they'd be showing highlights of like Mark McGuire hitting his 60 <laughs> second home run to distract from the whole thing. That was a hashtag balloon party. Yeah. And I personally love Joe Strauss. I still. I uh, am in, uh, I don't know what the right word would be, uh, in touch would be, understating it, uh, but very close with his daughter, Alexis, who just moved uh, this weekend uh, to Kansas City for a new job. God bless Alexis. And, uh, and so I wanted to pay tribute to Joe with a name, because here's why. In a normal world, it would just be the Tim McKernan Show. No disrespect, Jackson. Although you took no off- offense when they put balloon party and then under it, with Tim McKernan, I go, well, Jackson's on it. And they're like, oh, we'll just do it with you. And I'm like, okay.
1: Listen, I'm not a household name just yet. Give us a year or least, two. I,
0: I, there's value in not being a household name. <laughs>
1: Trust me, I'm not my complaining. My therapist
0: is happy that I'm a household name. But this, uh, this, this can, be, it can cut both ways. So that was my way of doing it because I already had the Tim McKernan Show podcast, which we will be recording. Following yep. this, our, our third show of the morning, all Team Recurrent at InsideSTL.com. It's all we do is podcast, Team Recurrent at InsideSTL.com. Speaking of which, by the way, and then I'll get into this baseball survey, which I'm excited to go through, and I, I'm looking forward to the audience's thoughts on a lot of these questions. It's on theathletic.com. Um, I was texting with, uh, I, I said yes. I said on Friday's show that Pat Maroon and I, during the COVID stoppage of 2020, uh, recorded three interviews because we were doing a podcast, one with David Freeze, one with Lance Berkman, one with John Hamm, but we've never released them. And I was texting with Pat yesterday, and I said, hey, um, I, I know you're interested in doing a podcast, even though you're in the midst of possibly winning your fourth Stanley Cup. <laughs> My goodness. But... Uh, And by the way, did you happen to see him and Marshawn going back and forth? You did see that. Yes. How glorious is that? Now, we don't have audio of it, but we do have lip reading of Marshawn. He's screaming at Maroon on Saturday night, Bruins and Lightning. uh, I effing own you. And then Pat yells back, how many Stanley cups do you have? (laughs) (laughs) It's great to see. classic. But we were texting yesterday. And I said, so what do you want to do with this? He goes, well, I want to do a podcast. I said, all right, we're going to go ahead and do it. So we're going to do it. I actually have to talk with uh, – I've talked with management here about it, and they said, yeah, we'd love to do it. If he's going to do it, is he really going to do it? I said, yeah, I think he's going to do it. So we're going to do that in addition, which means I am looking forward to releasing the Freeze interview, the Ham interview, the Berkman interview, and then Pat and I are going to continue to do more, and he's really into it too. So that'll be uh, that'll be good stuff. I didn't expect that to happen. I just thought we we're going to have these interviews, and we finally be able to play them. But now it looks like we're going to continue on with the, uh, the Pat Maroon and uh, Tim McKernan Show podcast. Anyway – Digressing from that, MLB talking about getting back together with the players sometime soon. They haven't talked since this whole thing started up. So the Athletic, uh, which we talked about on Friday, just purchased by the New York Times, the Athletic this morning has this survey. And I'm going to pose the questions uh, to the audience, and you're welcome to text in, 65780. I like the text interaction. Uh, And, Jackson, I'll pose some of these to you. Sure. Uh, And I'll start right here. It's just an overall emotion question. Overall emotion. It couldn't be any more. vague. It's a nice little starter. It's a nice little starter. Which of the following best describes your feelings about the current overall state of MLB? I will give you five choices. Happy, hopeful, disappointed, angry, indifferent. Disappointed. My answer is disappointed as well. I'm not angry. No. I'm definitely not indifferent. No, it can't be indifferent. But I think a lot of people around the country are, which I think is the most dangerous emotion, and I can't imagine too many people are happy.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how you could like hear what's going on and say yeah, this is this is good stuff.
0: I uh, will be anxious to see what the results are on these numbers, but I would imagine Happy would be under 3%, and the people just putting Happy might just be scrolling through just to fill <laughs> it up, just to see the results. Um, there there are about 25 questions. I'm not going to read through every single one of them. Number three, uh, skipping number two, do you expect the lockout will cause spring training to be shortened or canceled? Jackson. Yeah. Yes, I ship that. That is in the prediction uh, predictionary. Number four, do you expect the lockout will delay or shorten the regular season? Yes. Yes. I do as well. Now I think we might be in the minority on that one. I think we might be in the minority on that one, but that is my expectation. I just, think, I think these sides are digging in.
1: Yeah, and with lockouts, you always they always seem to go longer than what's reported early. Just lockouts go deep.
0: Uh, this this thing, I just, I mean, I'd be sh- listen. I'd be thrilled if it were worked out before spring training. But I am not expecting that at all. If I could bet that, I'd bet it minus 500. Uh, How would you rate the job Rob Manfred has done as MLB commissioner? Poor is a one. Excellent is a five. And then you have two, three, four for your somewhats and uh, your middle grounds. I'll go two. That's where I am as well. We're in lockstep here. Are you copying off my paper, bro?
1: No, I'm hearing all these for the first time. One is I just feel it's tough to give a commissioner, you can't make everyone happy. You know, there's, everyone is going to do something that's going to make some people angry, but definitely not above a two.
0: Uh, Which of these issues would you most like to see addressed this offseason? I'm really curious what people say on the text line on this one. Um, A variety of options. I can't imagine, because we have about 10 options here, Jackson. I cannot imagine that we will have a duplicate answer here, but maybe we will. Pace of play, that's where I think you're going to go. Designated hitter. Minor league pay and living conditions. I could see you going with that one, too. Service time manipulation. Years until free agency. Tanking. Broadcast blackouts. Automatic ball-slash-strike system, i.e. robo-umps. Revenue sharing. Or other. I'm curious where people are on this one. For me, I've got an call on on mine. Yeah. Because I think it then is kind of a domino on a number of other issues with the game. But where are you going on this one?
1: I'm going to... I'll tie, because I... It's a three way tie between a service Terrible
0: automatic terrible answer if you say three way tie, just for the record. All I right, give you they'll... ten choices and you go with a three way tie. Well, it's I'm, a total cop out. Very some disappointing. Of them are... It's the most disappointed I've ever been in you right now. All right, then I'm going minor league pay. Oh, so you just backed out. Take go a on. position and hold on to it. Now I'm even more disappointed. <laughs> <Service> <laughs> this is the time metagame. If... Welcome. Good for this person. Six three six. The right answer, Jackson, is tanking.
1: All right. I hear you. <laughs> I I don't like service time manipulation. I don't like the years until free agency and I don't like the way they treat minor leaguers. <laughs>
0: Tanking, to me, has created the domino effect of lack of interest in baseball. From my standpoint, I, of course, am just giving Jackson trouble, for those of you not familiar with my (laughs) song and dance, only to intensify your hatred of me. Uh, But uh, in sincerity, I feel like that is is one of the core issues, is tanking. Now, interestingly enough, the thought process is the players would not like a floor. Hmm. Initial talk, I, I'm reading an article in, uh, when they initially started having conversations about this, that baseball was talking about proposing a floor of $100 million. Boy, that would be a wake-up call in Pittsburgh and Miami. Um, that The tanking thing is what creates so much of the problems to me. Now, it has nothing to do with the broadcast blackouts. It has nothing to do with the minor league pay and living conditions. It has nothing to do with the designated hitter, and it certainly has nothing to do with pace of play. And I know a lot of people uh, would probably put pace of play first. But from my standpoint, when you've got a good game going on, you don't sit there and look at your watch. It's when the games are so boring that you do. If, for example... The like, well, I mean, I noticed this one. the Cardinals and Dodgers was a low-scoring game. Yeah, that that one-game playoff. Yep. what was the final on it? Look that up, would you? While I'm, uh, I think while, it was I'm two. while I'm, I, th- I, th- I thought it was. It, I mean, it was super low-scoring game, but it was like a four-hour game. So you had a three-run game. If Jackson confirms, a three-run game go that long. But I see, I'm not a person who needs a ten-nine game or an eight-seven game. One of my favorite playoff series the Cardinals have ever been involved in was the 2001 NLDS against the Diamondbacks.
1: 3-1. 3-1. Uh,
0: th- that was as low scoring of a five-game series as you'll find. I would imagine, actually, if, if one were to actually look this up, you would find that that was the lowest scoring five-game series in the last 20 years. I just can't imagine one being lower. You had Schilling against Morris, Woody Williams against Randy Johnson. Um, it was just great pitching. And it was thrilling. So if a game is good, you're engaged. I doubt a lot of people last night. Now, I realize this is the NFL, but I doubt a lot of people last night were sitting there going, my goodness, it's what, 1045, and the Chargers and Raiders are still playing. Yeah. It's an incredible game. Yep. The issue is the boredom. And, and the problem, so this is where I go from with the domino effect thing. If half or more of the teams aren't competitive, when a non-competitive game is going three and a half hours and on top of it, one of the teams you know is not going to be competitive, even if it's May and they're kind of hanging around, it takes the excitement, the intensity out of it. So the pace of play is magnified by the lack of competition throughout the game. You essentially have major league teams and quadruple-A baseball teams. And that is why I put tanking where I put it. Uh, Let's see. Um, How many teams should make the playoffs? 10, which is the status quo. 14, as MLB has proposed. 16, like 2020. Where are you on this, Jack? I can tell a lot about a person by how they answered this question.
1: I think 10 is the right number. That is correct. I think 10 is the right number.
0: I love the format right now.
1: Yeah, I don't like the half the teams make it, how the NBA and NHL do it. I don't like that.
0: Uh, Tim, if MLB truly cared about pace of play, they would cut some of the advertisements. We all know that won't happen, though. That's from... The 618, I understand the premise, I do, but any time someone proposes something that is going to cut dollars from the top line, you have a proposal that will not make it past the first round of discussions. And so I get it, that would be wonderful in a utopia, but when you're talking about dollars and you're talking about advertisements, that's just not something that's really uh, realistic. Uh, What is the ideal number of games in a season? 100, 120, 140, 154, 162. I don't feel like there's a right answer to this one, well, for the record.
1: yeah, I mean, it's a, a fantasy world. I think 140 or even lower would be ideal, but then, like you just said, it's going to cut the top it's line. It's going to
0: cut money off the top line, so it's not going to well, yeah, happen. Less
1: games, is, I think, would be very crucial to, if you're trying to increase
0: interest in Excit- the excitement too. that's that's what contributes to it but in the whole scheme of things we know it's not going to happen so that's more of a a fantasy question like what would I do if I were over five eight uh, are you in favor of Universal DH yes or no yes Wow we finally have a disagreement yes I am a no and I'm a hard no even though I am accepting <laughs> of the fact that that it's going to happen no. God, I, I love the National League strategy which is super nerdy but I love it I can't get enough of of the strategy that's involved in the later innings uh are you in favor of a pitch clock? No. I'm not either. It's I thought you would be a yes on that one. No, cuz if they don't enforce it. Well, yeah, that's true. It's kind of like when they say pace of play uh on uh on golf and then and if it's Rory McIlroy, it's a no, but yeah. if it's, you know, some random they'll they'll hit him with it. Not
1: to mention if you were to enforce it, you're going to take more time to look at the clock and then Establish a penalty it makes no sense.
0: Are you in favor of an automatic ball-slash-strike system, i.e. Robo-umps in Major League Baseball?
1: No. Really? I, I like, am. I like the human element. Oh, uh,
0: do you like instant replay?
1: Yeah, but that's, I, balls and strikes is different to me than out Okay, I
0: understand. I'll, I'll accept that. Sometimes I'll jump on a yeah, but, but on that one, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. It totally is different. So you are in favor of replay, like on out safe? And yes, yes, okay. out
1: safe or home runs or something, but not balls and strikes.
0: Okay, all right. I would love to see it. Uh, there is an expectation, at least based on this poll, that that is coming our way. How soon do you expect to see an automatic ball strike system implemented in MLB? 2024 or sooner? 2026, 2028, 2030 or later? Or never? On that one, I'm just throwing out a hundred percent guess on that.
1: Yeah, and there's too many variables.
0: Um, and uh, and then the final one that I will go to here, uh, which one recent MLB rule change would you most like MLB to keep? Extra innings runner on second rule, seven inning double headers, three batter minimum, minimum, excuse me, limiting mound visits, restricting late season roster expansion.
1: Uh, seven-inning doubleheaders.
0: You like the seven-inning doubleheaders? Yeah,
1: because I could, I, if you know, if I had tickets to both games, I could actually, I, 18 innings is too much baseball in one day.
0: I just think it changes the games and the stats, and that's why I hold true to the 162, even though I know that the games would have greater importance if there were a few of them. Um, I like restricting the late-season roster expansion. I thought you were going to go with that one. Why do you think I was going to go with that one?
1: Because it's more of a macro look at it instead of, you know. Am other...
0: I a macro guy?
1: You see, you, you can get micro.
0: I can get micro. Give me an example when I go micro. I'm going to put you on the spot. When do I go micro?
1: We did a whole podcast on the first quarter bed of Georgia, Missouri.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that's a tight read, sir. I tip my cap. All right, 162 games would play it in 154 ga- uh, days. Whatever happened to do scheduled double headers? That's from the 314. Once again, great question. The answer is revenue. That is, they're taking money away from the gate, and that's the reason. Having more playoff teams keeps more fan bases engaged and less teams tanking. That's from the 618. Uh, let's see. Uh, the issue is that the league has become all about launch angles and made it to where strikeouts, walks, and home runs are the majority of outcomes now. And that I would agree is a fair thing. I don't know how rules can yeah, change yeah, that. Well, I, I think I think if there's a better strike zone, that's how rules can change it. Which then goes to the robo ump's. So tanking in the robo ump's. Uh, would be the reason call the strike zone as it's supposed to be. That's what I would like. Uh, all right, that's uh, the poll. You can answer it on theathletic.com. It is the MLB Fan Survey on theathletic.com. We like wagering on this presentation, and we have some wagering statistics from this weekend uh, that uh, we, left, we, le- we left some money on the table when you hear these numbers. We'll have that for you on the other side of the break. You are listening to Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.
2: We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101
0: ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome back to Balloon Party 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you here on the presentation. Jackson, did you do any wagering this weekend? Be honest with me. Yeah. Did you? Uh I didn't know that. What do we got going on? What'd you do? Uh, Well... Why do I feel like it sounds like Jason Voorhees is about to come up from behind? That was a, what was that? That was a dramatic That bad. was hauntingly, yeah, for a couple of degenerates to talk about their losing weekends.
1: Uh, I took a couple NBA overs. That's
0: Yeah, that's where I am. Text in not, 65780.
1: It's not sex. I mean, without like, college football or like NFL games that are super impactful, not a lot of bets are going be. You're betting a lot of that regular season, NHL nfl or uh nba and uh college basketball which isn't sexy and i'm not gonna bet
0: on the tigers you would not bet on that do you know what the number was on that game i would guess it was probably around 10 to 12. i was gonna say well like 14 and a half or so. yeah Alabama's i would have thought really that good. but at the illinois game the number was lower than i would have thought in the kansas game the number was lower than i thought and that's the reason why and, and both those were away from mizzou arena so that's why my thought process was there but neither here nor there there was an edge Yesterday from a wagering standpoint in the NFL and I was keeping an eye on the game. I wanted to bet irrespective of weather was Buffalo minus 16 16 and a half depending on where you saw it Uh, and total backdoor cover. Uh, it didn't play out the way that I thought it would. I thought Buffalo would have won, and they did wind up winning by seventeen. But they they were in a they were in a battle in the second half with the Jets. And I know that's super square to go to a, a big number like that, but that was the one that I liked the most. It was so tough yesterday because you didn't know who was playing, and even if they were going to play, how long they would play. So you got into some weird spots from a from a wagering standpoint. But there is one thing that truly is indicative. Of what's going to happen with totals and I've tracked it and I'm I've got some more data for you from from week 18 here Uh, 11 of the 16 games yesterday went over four of the five that did not were the four bad weather games Mm. the one that went under that was not a bad weather game was that debacle for the Indianapolis Colts losing to the Jaguars But you had bad weather in Baltimore, it went under. You had bad weather in Cleveland, it went under. You had bad weather in New York, it went under. You had bad weather in Buffalo, it went under. And that is a track record. Teams are, of course, more apt to run the football in those circumstances, especially with wind. Rain isn't necessarily as big of an impact as wind can be. And when you have that teams will run the football and that means they're going to run fewer plays which then of course means you have less of an opportunity to score and from an edge standpoint gambling that's a big edge and you can say well las vegas accounts for it well las vegas accounts to it for to an extent but you can't quantify The number of plays because that weather can change in the midst of a game and then the strategy can change in the midst of a game. And so that is most likely the reason why the Bills didn't do as much as they would have done against that Jets secondary and that Jets dreadful defense. But that secondary in particular was Devin Singletary who had a couple touchdowns and uh, Diggs had one. But mostly, they were just grinding out clock, and you had Allen running and and Singletary running and them running some short pass routes. That's a big factor on it. But the biggest bet of the day yesterday was the books in Las Vegas exposed on the Raiders and Chargers ending in a tie. Uh, I don't know how big of a degenerate you are to have to get into this knowledge, but the books usually offer 60 to 1 or so, sometimes higher, but approximately 60 to 1 is a floor on a game ending in a tie in the NFL now since 1974 only 27 games have ended in a tie I would have taken the over on that I mean since 1974
1: yeah yeah just the overall volume of game
0: my goodness uh, but there it is since 1974 27 games have ended in a tie And this week with the Raiders and Chargers ending in a tie sending both teams to the playoffs it got bet down from 50 to 1 to 11 to 1 at kickoff. And that was at the Borgata in Atlantic City. And a bettor in New Jersey placed the following wager Raiders plus four and a half, Chargers plus four and a half. Again, the two teams are playing each other. He's got the Raiders plus four and a half, the Chargers plus four and a half. He's got the bet of yes on overtime and then even point total, even. In overtime, as in nobody was a favorite, and it will finish in a tie because they both kicked a field goal before the Raiders won it as time expired. He bet $1,000 on it, and it paid 100 to 1. He was two seconds away from $100,000. And by the way, while all of that and putting all of that together, super degen, I can't believe that only paid 100 to (laughs) 1.
1: Yeah, that is crazy.
0: Sometimes I'll be out there on the golf course, and I'll be like, "Okay, I got a forty-five foot putt." Friend of mine, like, "Okay, I'll give you three to one." I go, 3 to one, <laughs> you can drop down a hundred balls. I might hit this
3: twice." Yeah, if that.
0: So uh, that only being a hundred one, the guy bet a thousand on it. If Carlson misses the kick, he wins a hundred thousand dollars. Alas, he hits the kick. The Raiders win it. He loses the bet. The lines for the upcoming Wild Card Weekend, we have those for you coming up on the final segment of Balloon Party, 101 ESPN.
2: we are right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
0: I'll tell you, I'm used to doing like 90-minute segments on uh, TMA from 7 to 10. TMASTL.com, 105.7 HD2 uh and on youtube.com slash come on in the water's warm uh we have what two minutes <laughs> yeah uh, is that what i have be yeah. honest with me two, two minutes. minutes all right then i'll have to then i'll have to hustle through this that's what happens when i go too long on the uh the baseball survey but here we are jackson I listen uh, to lack. the super wild card weekend lines Bengals raiders what do you think it is Bengals minus three and a half. No, I'm sorry. Bengals minus six. I like the Bengals. I'm not talking about necessarily the, the six points per se, although I would lay the six points. Yeah. But I'm talking about I like the Bengals in the AFC. I don't know if I'm just getting titillated by offense. I yeah. just think that's a force, man. That really solid. Uh This might be, uh, this could be a coming out party. Bills minus four and a half against the Patriots. Buccaneers minus eight and a half against the Eagles. Eagles didn't beat a team with a winning record in 2021. Cowboys minus eight and a half versus the 49ers. First time Ooh. those teams have played in the playoffs since back in the day when they used to play each other in the 1990s all of the time. Cowboys minus eight and a half. I heard you moan and groan.
1: I like the Niners getting points there.
0: I kind of like the Niners, the dark horse team in the play. You could have a Bengals... Uh, Bengals and 49ers, I wonder what kind of number you get on that yeah. for them to meet in the Super Bowl. It's yeah. highly unlikely, but I'm just talking from a value standpoint. Chiefs minus 13 versus the Steelers. I would be all over yeah. the Chiefs.
1: I'd be over. I'd be up if they even had an extra like 14 and a half, I'd still be on the Chiefs. I
0: just feel like that's, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I realize they have some weapons in Pittsburgh, but I just think this is going to be a shipping. Uh, and then your Monday night playoff game. First time they've ever had this. The Rams against the Cardinals, Rams minus four. Man, did I love seeing what took place yesterday. Not just the Rams losing, but the fact that Matt Stafford had to try to quiet the home crowd because the home crowd was full of San Francisco 49ers fans.
1: Nothing like going on the silent count in your own stadium.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Way to go, Steamer. All right, that'll wrap it up. BK and Ferrari are coming up next. For Action Jackson Burkett, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN.